0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapist in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is a Thursday evening. Kids are done school tomorrow. I'm going to say bye-bye to the office for a little bit. And so it feels very fitting that... We're in our bedroom
1: again, holding fucking microphones. Hey everyone, it's Amanda, and yes, we're recording from the bedroom. And um, tomorrow is the last day of school for kids before Christmas break, and I know a are lot of people are to worried school? if they're if they're gonna take them back.
0: What do you think? What do you think? Anyone want to lay money down on this now, right now? Well, uh, my money is your money, so that would be pointless. <sighs> okay, good point. <laughs>
1: But yes, I'm preparing to become um, a homeschool teacher again in January because there's a possibility that the schools are not going to reopen and we're going to be back to virtual learning um, I hope not, but you know, we'll roll with it, whatever happens. Um, we are talking to someone tonight who's not here in Ontario. We're talking to Rebecca, who's a registered massage ask you a therapist Can I ask you a in Alberta. Can I, ask you a I, would, I would love to get through a sentence one time. Yes, swear, go ahead. I, you asked me I, a question. I, I want
0: everyone's opinion. <laughs> what if everyone just is like, Fuck it? Like, I don't want my kids to be home virtually. I want them to be in school. I'm not setting them up online fuck it and everyone just says no one register your children that's not, it
1: that's not going to happen though what actually. would
0: happen what would happen if that was the case if if everyone that was in school none of them registered online in other words the, more than half of the student population in ontario is is, is wall? It,
1: it wouldn't happen. But what would happen hypothetically in this yeah, situation that would never happen? Um, yeah, that's the whole point of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think anything could happen. I mean, I think legally your kids have to be in school and there has yeah, to be well. some sort of instruction. So unless you're deciding to pull them out of the system and homeschool them. No,
0: I mean, then- I mean, everyone just says oh, we can't go back to school. We all shut off. That's it. I'm not even going to register my children. Everyone fucked themselves. Figure it all out. What do you think? The government's just going to be like, oh, we're going to have all these like, non-schooled kids happening. They're going to have to scramble to do something. I don't know. It's like if every retail store decided, we're just going to fucking open our doors. Boom. We're all going to open up. What, well, then what? What's going to happen? Nothing would happen.
1: Or it would be absolute chaos. What would the
0: chaos be? Because Everyone, the- that's, everyone that's scared would be in their house. And everyone else that just wants to do what they want to do, they're going to be out doing stuff.
1: Morality police would be out. You think so? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I think there's a lot of parents that actually want the schools to shut down. That's the conversation I'm seeing. That's why I was saying I don't think it would ever happen because I actually think there might be more parents that are afraid of the schools going back in January. Okay. So yeah, here in Ontario, this, I don't know where you're at in Alberta, Rebecca, we can, we can get to that. But here in Ontario, case numbers just continue to rise regardless of lockdown. So we might have our kids home again. (laughs) So we're talking to somebody who's in Alberta, registered massage therapist, and her end goal, or at least for the foreseeable future, is to uh, become a registered massage therapist in British Columbia. So I will let Rebecca tell you sort of how we met or her and Mark met, actually, I've never officially met you. I think I walked by the screen a few times. I might have seen <laughs> you, <laughs> but they did some virtual training together. That was fun. That's fun. And, uh, yeah. So why don't I just let Rebecca tell you guys a little bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight. So before we do that, Rebecca, can you um, introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Um, you know how long you've been a massage therapist? Why you chose massage therapy, and you know about this move yeah, to some BC? Some background on you.
2: Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, it's it's a really cool thing to be here because back in the spring when I had been studying intensively to write my board exams, I was just digging up everything massage therapy and trying to find anything I could, to anyone having discussions about it, so I could just saturate my whole brain with it. And I came across this podcast. So I listened to it. you're and
0: disappointed. Then... <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I thought this was going to help no, me. Was, I thought this was, was going to cool. help me with something. Cool. And she's like, shit, what a fucking waste of time that was.
2: <laughs> no, it was great. I enjoyed it. And then um when I found out that you were Well, actually, when I ended up in Newfoundland and my roomie who I was there with had ordered this course from Con Ed and I found out that you were teaching that course and you were from the podcast. It was like this really cool small world circle loop. And then now here I am on the podcast. And here you are.
1: You know the massage <laughs> community complete. is a lot smaller than I think we realize sometimes because yeah, I feel like this is happening all the time where I meet somebody you know at a conference, then I end up in another course with them, and then they you know they tell me they listen to the podcast, and they're all like, "Our I think our circle is pretty tight." Yeah,
2: I'm finding that I'm I'm still relatively new, and I'm beginning to see that, and it actually feels really great to me because. I actually worked with the city of Calgary before this, and um, I was a transit operator. So I drove buses and trains for eight years, 10 years, actually, uh, eight years on the trains. And what I really loved was that community feel. Any city I'd go to, I was like in with the transit operators so you like get each other so
1: mark has a question for you are you
0: driving like locally in the city or you're going like between cities
2: so i was locally like um like ttc okay if so then i like, do
0: have a question transit. for you yeah.
2: he's
1: he's got a, a
2: burning
0: I, I
1: question <laughs> about
0: well, bus this, drivers this was, this was answered <laughs> we have a friend that, that works for the ttc and he did answer me later that or maybe the next morning i woke up to Oh, it.
1: okay you got an
0: answer uh, but but i wanted to know because i don't take the bus right and so I'm watching someone's Instagram story, and she is filming the bus driver who is, gets out of the bus, and he's standing on the sidewalk, and he's stretching. And her comment was, I normally see them do this for coffee, but stretches, come on, or something along those lines.
1: And that's when I was like, do buses, Do oh, bus no. drivers stop for coffee? <laughs> like, that's where I first went. I'm like, when I used to take the bus, I would see bus drivers get out and get coffee all the time. Like, this is the well, thing. Well, see, the
2: thing is, I'm pretty sure it's the same in Toronto. I d- I'm not completely aware of how they do things there. I can't imagine. But you'll, you'll have a running board with timed stops. Right. And you can't run early because if you run early, you're going to run onto the next schedule and people uh, miss their okay. bus and you're really upset sometimes you run late because things happen but you can't run early so when you have your running board you'll have space in there so there will be like time points and oftentimes those time points will be at a place where there is like um, a place you can use a washroom or grab a coffee. Right. So to, to like a passenger, it's like, why the bus driver just took off for, for
1: a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would actually, imagine. You, you this this lady stop. just left us to go get a coffee. Yeah, what the hell, exactly. man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, so this is, I, I'm so glad that you answered that on the podcast. Cause that's why I said to Mark, I said, you know, I have a You're feeling. It's a burning question. Yeah, well, I said, How I have I I a feeling it's to do with the scheduling because I yes, I used I don't take to, the bus. no, you don't, I'd but I took, before I take the bus, I took the bus until I was, 24. I didn't, I didn't own my car until after you and I met. So I took a bus until I was 24 years old. And I, I always checked the bus times like I would you know, check for the specific stop. So I would arrive at that time. I was not somebody that just showed up to a bus stop all willy nilly. I didn't want to stand there. (laughs) That's what I would
2: be
0: because I don't know anything about the bus. I don't know that they run on fucking (laughs) time. So I
1: would show up on the time. And so I do know that sometimes we would get to a stop and sometimes the driver didn't get out. We would just get to a stop and he would just sit there with his hazards on. And my assumption was, I guess he's running too early.
2: Yeah, that can definitely happen. And sometimes there'd be a lot of time depending on the route, the traffic. See
0: now, if that was me, because I don't know anything about about fucking public transit. If that was me, and I got on the You'd bus, be so and mad. then it went, it went one stop, and then the driver stopped and just sat there and put on the signals, I'd be like, the, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I just got on this bus. Why is this like? Are you fucking kidding me? I would have been so mad. And knowing me, that i be freaking out, like I'm gonna be late forever. I'm going. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. See, yeah, like the a the thing, stuff I don't a know. good
2: thing we've talked about this. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> now I don't, understand. I don't
0: know anything about public transit. Nothing.
1: No. See, Mark grew up where he lived. Literally walking distance from every school he ever went to and And even 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 if he had to go to the mall or something it was it was a a far walk but it was walkable 45 minute walk Mm -hmm. that's fine and then he would ride his bicycle like when him and i met and i used to take ttc everywhere like that was foreign to him he's like what do you mean you take the bus Yeah, it was wow. very foreign to him. He's, he's not a bus yeah. person. First time I ever convinced him to take the subway. I think we were going to a concert or something. And I said, why would we drive? You know, we're going to probably want to have drinks there. And he was like, can't we just take a cab? Yeah. And I said, "Well, why would we pay $30 to take a cab all the way downtown? We can, the, we can get on the we get on the bus for like $3." And he's like, "I, that I don't know." makes sense to me. Yeah,
0: so You know what though? I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the control. I don't like not having control in situations. Yeah. So a bus is worse than a cab. I can sit in the cab. I'm one step closer to being in control. Forget a fucking subway. I'm underground and I don't even know how to fucking operate this thing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he was kind of freaking out when we took the subway cuz we live oh, you forget from, it, we're man. in the very like east end of Toronto. Toronto. So, for us to get downtown via subway, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. No, it doesn't. It, That's a long ride. it doesn't yeah. feel like it's that long. It is that long. You're going to argue um, me? No, I took the bus no, my no, whole I'm not, life. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Anyway, enough bus talk, no, but I'm sorry, glad you answered that know, question. Sure. <laughs> so, your original career was working for transit. And or Mm -hmm. I I say your original career, unless maybe you're doing something before that. But what made you decide massage?
2: Yeah, so I've had kind of an interesting and a little bit random life. So I actually came to Calgary for art school and went through a BFA program at uh, the what's now the Alberta University of the Arts and then when I graduated I was like wow that was expensive <laughs> so that's when I got the job with Transit.
0: What were you taking and give me more on this because so, art stuff just fascinates the hell out of me.
2: Yeah so um, it was a bachelor of fine arts so like a right. fine arts degree and then I majored in jewelry and metal smithing, and then did a whole ton of other classes, like That's basically everything they cool. had, except for ceramics because of how dry it made my hands feel, mm. which is funny because now my hands are covered oil. Of it. <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> That's great. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, so I take very random routes to to my goals. It sort of seems like I'm going sideways.
1: So you
0: never, <laughs> you never, you never really dipped your feet and worked in that career then, right?
2: In in the fine arts? Yeah. No, not really. You
0: kind of went like, hey, I need some dough after going to school there. Pretty much. Do something else. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, pretty much. I was an apprentice the goldsmith for a year but i was making minimum wage Mm -hmm. and yeah so um and i've kept it up as a hobby the whole time for sure and i have this like dream where i can bring it up to a higher level and that was part of leaving transit because i had eventually gotten to trains and the shift work there is really crazy so um but yeah massage therapy uh, let's see so it was my chiropractor's wife who was a massage therapist She's like, you should do this. You'd be good at this.
1: What made her think that? Like, did you guys do trades? Like, how did she know?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She was my massage therapist and she just told me I should do it. And I was like, OK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you like expressing an interest in what was going on? Like, were you inquisitive? Well, I was about ex- things?
2: expressing dissatisfaction with uh, what I was doing at the time, okay. which was um, training officer for for Calgary Transit. Right, and right, right. that was not suiting my personality at all. Like it was a great learning opportunity, but no way, no way I will last there. And I've always been quite passionate about holistic health and anatomy and like in art school. I did anatomy drawing classes every year. And um yeah, I got to go down to the anatomy lab and would do like uh sit-ins with the I don't know, surgeon classes and that were happening and get to like, that's, pretty cool.
1: that's really cool. Yeah,
2: it was, it was really cool. It's it gave me the chance to see that. I don't, I don't want to be a surgeon. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Or even a chiropractor. Um, but yeah, so I've always had an interest in holistic health and, uh, and anatomy and, and like, like healing, healing touch, healing mm-hmm. presence, healing energy, healing, just what is that, you know, like the healing exchange in practitioners. And I've always gotten lots of acupuncture and massage. And so I feel like it's, it was, it was kind of a natural switch for me.
1: Were you raised that way? Did you, do you come from a family that, um you know, put priority? Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I feel like um we've talked about this before. I didn't really have any exposure to chiropractors or massage therapists or acupuncturists or anything of that sort when I was young. It wasn't until I, probably about a year before I started massage school that I actually had my first massage. Like, it, it was not something that was part of my life, so... My first massage was in massage school. Didn't you have to get a massage oh, oh. to get in, or was that not a requirement for where you It probably
0: you was, but because I was going in at advanced standings, I right, don't... Right, because don't you had the kin background. I think the whole process just went to shit at some point. <laughs> and so then uh, the last minute when I'm like, okay, no, I'll just take the full thing, I don't care to challenge the exams, then they just like, okay, no
1: problem. You didn't have a massage until... I've, I've heard somebody yeah. else say that, that they didn't Someone's have a massage podcast. until they were in massage school. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, that's why I finished. Because I did my first year and I was like, wow, this is hard work. I don't know if I can make a career out of this. And then I went to Asia and got all of these hot stone massages and was like, this is such a beautiful, beautiful modality. Like I have to finish school. So mm. getting massages is what made me finish. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it pushed me over the edge, and encouraged me. I'm like, this is so amazing. I have to, I have to finish. So
1: how long have you been a RMT now?
2: Um. So I've been an RMT in Alberta since 2017. I was practicing part-time while I was still with the city until actually last July. It's not the one that just passed, but 2019, July, left the city and became full-time RMT. And then COVID hit. And I was like, oh, (laughs) did not see that coming.
1: Yeah, And off mic, we were talking about, I didn't know this, that in Alberta, because you guys are unregulated, um, you're unable to work completely right now, yeah. right? But before that, that
2: is true in
0: Alberta. So your title in Alberta is RMT, or is it the title MT?
2: It's RMT. So yeah. RMT, registered. That, registered so, and Therese, the yeah.
0: and the the registered is implying that you're registered with one of the associations. That exactly gotcha. gotcha. So in
2: 2011 or 10, I think it's 2011. I think is when they started the process of bringing standards up higher to like eventually reach like a regulated across Canada kind of level. Right. Um, and that's when the requirements kind of went up to the 2200 hours. And I think, I'm not sure if there's associations there probably were associations prior to that. I would assume so. Yeah. So now we get like the, uh, what is it? Insurance coverage and yep. um, get registered with one of the associations. I think there's five <laughs> to choose from in Alberta.
1: All right. So, now to why we're really uh, talking to you tonight. As you said, you you um, were staying with a friend and found out that she was studying for board exams that she was going to be taking in Newfoundland um, with Mark over Zoom. You eventually want to be licensed in BC, right? I do. That's yes. how this all happens. So. Yeah. Is this a desire to move to BC or you just want to have a license in a regulated province? Tell us your game plan here.
2: It's a little bit of both because I feel like when I set out on a goal, I kind of, I'm a climber. I can't stop setting new goals ahead of myself, it seems. So if there is more to a program I wouldn't be able to stop myself from trying to reach the end goal. So when I'd look across Canada and I'd be like, well, I haven't written this exam that these other provinces have to write. I ha- I'm not I, I'm not quite there yet. And so that was a big push. So that's one part of it. Um and then the other part is that I would be like, I would like to be free to work anywhere in Canada if I so chose and got friends and family in BC and I love the weather. <laughs> On the coast in particular.
0: Is this a trend? Because I've heard this more more often now than I did before, where people in Alberta... That wanted to go to BC for, but but can you tell me why are we sure. are we avoiding doing <laughs> just going to BC and doing the examination? Because what's happening here is is oh, is uh, someone from Alberta would go to another regulated province, write the examination in that regulated province, become registered in that regulated province, which na- now allows them to transfer to another regulated province a lot easier. So, yeah, but, exactly. but but why 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 not why, just go to BC and why, yeah, write the is exam in BC? right next door you can
2: make a lot more sense um so from my understanding bc's been regulated the longest and um i guess it's given them time to really work on their their program and get everything up to pretty high level within like healthcare within bc um so this all started probably back in 2017 when i was in school so that was that's a little bit different uh bit in the story there is that I've actually been thinking about doing this for since I graduated from my program here Mm -hmm. in Alberta in 2017. But I kind of put it off because I wasn't sure if I was leaving the city yet and on and on. And then um, I decided it had to happen. And so I started the process to write these exams two years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It has been a journey. Um, So I had a classmate that had gone out to Newfoundland to do it. And Originally, to me, I was like, I'm oh, BC, Newfoundland. I mean, well, I'll just go to BC. Um, but after hearing my classmate's story, it sort of gave me, I guess, like I started second guessing that that idea. Um, and part of the reason is that BC's program is quite different than the program program in Alberta. And the program in Newfoundland, it seems to be quite a bit similar. And I'm I, I kind of wonder about that myself. Like I've gone over all the documents and the requirements and the foundational knowledge that's required in BC versus Alberta versus Newfoundland. And it is quite a bit different. And in mm. BC it's quite a bit higher in things like clinical sciences and health sciences and and um like physiology and you know and and like there is a lot on there. It's right. like okay I would have to get a whole new set of textbooks and really dig in to even be prepared yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: to challenge that exam. Like it would be like another year of studying it's, to me. It's self-studying I, on top of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mark, why do you think BC is so... Just fun fact, by the way, I just decided Ontario's, to Google while you guys Ontario's were talking. On, Ontario was actually the first yeah, yeah. Uh, province oh, to become it? regulated. Oh, okay. yeah. um, yeah. What And I've had, heard associations from other provinces tell me, because we I did some calling around to other associations in Canada earlier this year before COVID to find out like the process of getting some of our courses approved, you know, because we do get people contacting us from Alberta, from PEI, from Nova Scotia, and we just wanted to be able to offer them something. And a lot of these places were saying like, oh, we look to Ontario as like the gold standard. So if you're approved in Ontario, then we're fine. But yet it looks like BC's education is to this much higher level. Why do you think that?
0: The programs in BC in in their and they have accredited schools in BC as far as I know, right? Because they have their own accreditation process. BC's had this whole thing going on from way before, right? right? And so the programs in BC, I believe they're around like 3000 hours or something like that. In and around that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the programs in the other regulated provinces are roughly 2,200 hours.
2: Yeah, I've wondered about that.
0: This is like before the inter-jurisdictional competency document came out, which kind of standardized um, what the curriculum should look like from all the regulated provinces. But even interesting enough, BC kind of pulled out of that whole thing they're not even going to be a part of it anymore, and they were one of the original provinces to want to be a part of it. So because of its location I mean I'm starting to think now if you're from Alberta they probably just look at your school and say you don't have enough hours compared to what we got so you're going to have to go do more studying yeah you'd probably like, have to in go in back other to words, school in other words we won't accept your diploma as equivalent to ours. so I don't you know what I mean so now I'm now uh, maybe that's completely wrong I don't know I made that shit up. no
1: but that would make a lot of sense because if Newfoundland thinking, is going to take them to exactly, do the exam exactly. and BC is going to say you
2: got to go I back
0: have, to school first I have no basis for saying any of that like I just made that shit up.
2: I think that's happening behind the scenes. I mean, this is just purely conjecture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't actually.
0: What know we do All
1: of us are just making shit up here. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, good, good. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's a podcast, not the evening news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they do it too. True. <laughs> oh shit.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it it kind of seems that the hoops that they get people to jump through are high enough that they they really make sure that even if you have a twenty two hundred hour program you've figured out the rest of it along the way. Otherwise you're not getting in, you know, Um, because it's, it's not barred to people from Alberta. Like I've, I've looked into the process. It's just that what it would take for me, like, you know, self-directed doing the self study, doing the Mm. units outside of it, when I had already started in the Newfoundland direction would have been a huge shift. And then it would have been, it's, it's sort of like a wild, wild West education. It's like you work really hard and you try to, gain but it's like people look at me kind of funny and they're like aren't you already an rmt and i'm like oh you have no idea how hard this has been this has yeah. been like another, <laughs> a whole another dimension to this this career you know happening behind the scenes
1: so then why not why not ontario what is what does everyone skip over ontario and you go know to
2: Newfoundland? i <laughs> wondered that myself and i really wasn't sure i think that um I just went over to Newfoundland because of my classmate who had done it that way. And I don't know why she skipped over Ontario to be perfectly honest. Um, and actually I was going to do it in New Brunswick. Yes, they are regulated. It was New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was on the list and everything. I had my flights, everything that was booked and it was for May like 15th or something. And then, yeah, of course COVID, yeah, COVID. canceled that entirely. So I just felt very fortunate that I got to have like a, working COVID holiday and get this off my chest already, you Mm -hmm. know, so, mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So you just, by fluke, ended up in in Mark's Zoom class, right?
2: Total (laughs) fluke. (laughs) (laughs) So random.
1: So can you two explain to me how this all happened? Because I know, like, Somebody else signed up to do one-on-one training with you, Mark, right?
2: So I had a friend uh, from the coast who was looking to write the exam as well. And we would study over the phone sometimes. And then we both randomly got on the same list to, to write at the same time. And so we were like, hey, let's rent an Airbnb together. And she's like, I
0: bought this course, and I was like, okay. And then it was Podcast Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. So Rebecca, you I'm actually she didn't ask for a refund. Which <laughs> it podcast? It's Podcast Guy. <laughs> uh, podcast Not Guy. Can have, my awesome. Can
1: I have my money back. have my money back. So she was actually the one registered for the one on one training with Mark, and then she needed a body. So well, you got they were to were rooming
0: together, right? Right. So
1: you got to like jump in and be the body and, and go through some of the, um, the prep, the exam prep with Mark. Um, how how is he as a teacher, Rebecca? It's okay. He's not listening.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) He was actually fantastic, (laughs) thorough and patient. And yeah, it was, it was great.
1: I do have to give you that Mark. I don't know how you do it. I watch him tutoring people, especially these days, because people are not they're not comfortable coming to the office. So he's got a lot of people who hire him to do exam prep, either OSCE prep, MCQ prep. And I watch him sitting there trying to like show people techniques and like practical stuff over Zoom. And I don't know how you have this patience, dude. (laughs) Like this just looks like way more work than I ever want to sign up for.
2: Yeah, it definitely impressed me. I I
1: was impressed. He just say they're shrugging like, I don't know. I don't know what I did. (laughs) Uh,
2: Good job. People
1: say weed is bad. Weed is good. You are very chill. That's why. You've got patience. And that's, I think that's the key in this scenario. You're patient. And at least they, I mean, they had to have their cameras on because you had to observe them and make sure they knew what they were doing. But so at least when you're doing this, people have their cameras on. He teaches courses every single weekend oh, a lot of them live stream and most of the time he's just talking to a screen of black boxes yeah sometimes like i'm like wow. someone just turn on a fucking camera i don't even care
0: if it's pointing at your fucking ceiling just turn something on so it doesn't feel like i'm oh, talking man. to a black box that's got a name in it <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever <laughs> And then I might get I might get that Zoom thumbs up from from one person in the chat or something like that. Oh man, it's so much oh, work. That would be so so wait a second, Newfoundland didn't stop taking people. Like, was Newfoundland shut down at all?
2: Um, so they were part of the Atlantic bubble. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. So when we got there, we actually had to quarantine.
0: For no, but like days. we're we're from Ontario. Like we don't look at anything outside of Ontario.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Way
1: to <laughs> confirm to the rest of Canada that we actually think we're the center of the universe. It That's is. why they don't like us. Yeah, well, <laughs> Good job, Mark. <laughs>
2: you guys heard of Aisha Brown? Comedian? Yeah, yes. she a few skits about that. <laughs> well, when I came to,
1: I had a friend that lived in Calgary. She's here in Ontario now, but she was in Calgary for, I want to say like eight years. It was not a short period of time. And I went out to visit her in uh, like 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. And whenever we would go out and somebody would find out I was from Ontario, like they were not nice. <laughs>
2: They really don't like us. I would be nice. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate
1: it. it. I'm like, we're not all bad. Like, I'd be
0: nice, but I know everyone else that wouldn't be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I did not get the warmest welcome. The minute somebody knew I was from Ontario, they're like, oh, you think you're oh, the center of still. the universe? I'm like, well, yeah, we do. Well,
2: it's a pretty big province, to be honest. It's like a gigantic chunk of land so we
0: got the capital you know so tell tell me about the bubble
2: the
1: atlantic even i
0: know the atlantic bubble mark yeah i was just talking about me because i smoke too much weed see it works both ways (laughs) (laughs) all right tell me about the bubble though um
2: yeah so i guess i i don't know that much about what's going on out there now or anything like that but at the time they were still allowing people in This isn't like the summer, early fall, so restrictions had lifted a little bit, but they were requiring anyone who was coming into quarantine for 14 days. um, And you could get like a letter from their health authority letting you in for a variety of reasons. And so we were like, we have an important exam. Please let us in. And they did. And um, yeah, so I guess they just had very, very low case numbers and we're trying to keep it that way. And as to their success or not, I don't know. I haven't been following their news.
1: So good
0: good thing, good thing. Give you the yeah. opportunity to write, oh, some, write some exams.
1: Yeah, I wonder I how similar this. Newfoundland's exam is to ours. I feel like it would be almost the same.
0: When I looked at uh, the content outline for Newfoundland, it had the same stations, the same number of stations, the same. It, it well, was,
1: then Rebecca can tell us, based on the identical. stuff that um, Mark was going over with you and your friend, do you feel like, what he was doing with you guys prepared you both for that exam?
2: Yes. I actually feel like it over-prepared us a little bit. Like I feel like some of the detail that was requested from us on the STEM sheets they gave us. um, And I probably have to be careful here because there's probably some non-disclosure clause I signed at some point. Um, But yeah, it was, it was very thorough, very detailed, very well laid out. And one thing that I loved about the course was how to itemize things and break them down. And then, Memorize the shit out of it. And then you just like access the index in your brain and all of a sudden you're rattling like, off like a whole textbook. Like that was amazing. Like your technique of, of breaking things down and and uh, having information that you needed in certain sections. That was really helpful.
1: You're even speaking like him. Memorize the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I maybe, even, he, maybe he even said that I don't
1: know. It sound, sounds exactly like something mark would say just go memorize the shit out of this
2: <laughs> yeah it was actually great being in quarantine because newfoundland is beautiful and i love being outside so i was like okay this is gonna suck but let's just like memorize everything so we studied for like Twelve hours a day. What else would you do though, right? Yeah. It was great. Did you guys get a chance
1: to actually like be tourists and see Newfoundland at all?
2: We got a couple dates, but we didn't have like a vehicle or we we would didn't see anything outside of St. John's really Uh, at all.
1: Well, the last time I was in Newfoundland, I was 21 and uh, my dad's from there. So we had like rented a cottage for a couple of weeks and we decided to drive. So we drove from Toronto and we stopped somewhere in Quebec at some like roadside motel. Um, It was my parents, my, and my two siblings and I, and then we drove to Nova Scotia and we took the ferry and my dad's from a small town, only probably about 30 minutes or so from St. John's. So we had to take the ferry. I feel like the
0: Griswolds are involved in this. (laughs) (laughs) It is
1: Christmas. Mm. But we had to take the ferry that like goes all the way around, right? Like there's two different ferries and one is like a straight run that's, I don't know, maybe nine hours on the ferry and the other one goes around to like the side of the island where St. John's is. So that's 14 hours. So 14 hours on a boat, I made friends. I was 21. So I made friends with these two guys that were driving across Canada. They were from uh, either, I think they were from Alberta, but they had come from BC and they were doing like all of Canada. Anyway, um, so one of the days, I don't know how my parents let me do this because they were the strictest people in the world. They would have, like, when. I was growing up, I was not allowed to do anything. I was always the one that had the curfew. I wasn't allowed to go out. But somehow, I guess because my dad drank with them on the ferry as well, my parents let me go to St. John's with these two random guys from Alberta.
2: Oh, good heavens!
1: Yeah, <laughs> they let me go to St. John's <laughs> and go partying on George Street with these two guys that we just met on the boat. And uh, so, anyway, my memories of St. John's were—I don't know—kissing a fish, drinking some drinks. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't get to see much of St.
2: John's. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, my memories are are studying and sweating at the exam. That, that it was kind of a stressful exam. And then um, I did get to go up on, I think it's called the their major lookout park at like the northeast part of the city, maybe. Oh, I can't remember the name right now. I it am, is an incredibly beautiful trail. So I got to go up there a few times. I think I might
1: know what you're talking about. And I think it's in my photo album. So I'm going to look it up after we get off the phone.
2: <laughs> Quite amazing. I would go back to Newfoundland to be a tourist. It's It's that like breathtaking you can
1: go work yeah yeah now you can go work there (laughs) i could
2: could go work there easy more easily than i could go work in bc at this point many many because i'm still not a bc rmt i've kind of lost my steam yet yeah i'm sort of stalled in that little middle place where i'm not i've got my exams under my belt i passed thank goodness um but i still have to write you know file and get regulated and insured in newfoundland and then Apply to transfer and write my jurisprudence exam and BC, which is another three hundred and twenty-five dollars, I think. It's mm. it's a process. Okay. So. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And then with all these new closures happening, I'm like, well, I don't really
1: think I'm moving next month anyway. So like, you guys can't even work right now. That's. Uh... That's shitty.
0: We were going to talk about that a little yeah. bit at the beginning yeah. before I interrupted everything <laughs> with the fucking tangent. Actually,
1: before we do, we I about the Do closers. you remember this, Mark? Just as she was saying, you know, Newfoundland is beautiful, and you said you could go work there. Do you remember many, many, many years ago, pre children? Yes. Um, you were helping to write curriculum for a school in Newfoundland, yes. oh, and no you wait, cool. suggested to me. You're like, why don't we just move to Newfoundland? We can go teach at the school in Newfoundland. And honestly, I was considering it. I'm like, this sounds really cool. But, you know, then I got knocked up. Didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like
0: that could have been fun. That could have been fun. Almost. But it would have happened? Probably not. No,
1: you don't think so? You don't think we would have went?
0: Do I think we would have went? I don't know. I don't know. At that time, probably not, to be honest with you. We were having yeah. too much fun living in the fucking party central of the
1: city. It's like... true. We're all talk, Rebecca. We talk about moving out of Toronto all the time. Oh. We're
2: still here. I am so down with that. I talk about so many different things. And then people are like, oh, I thought you moved to South America. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that a yeah. conversation I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. So, I, yeah, I hear you. I you understand
1: us. That. We have big dreams that we like to talk about. <laughs> and then we stay right where we are. <laughs> So you were about to ask a question. Sorry, Mark. Oh, it was about working in Alberta right now. Not happening. So you guys are totally locked down. Like who can work? I guess Um, regulated healthcare can still work.
2: Yeah. So it's, um, I really only paid attention to the government documents that came out and to the things that applied to me, but, Uh, um, naturally, (laughs) naturally. Yeah. Um, so it's like essential services. I think stores, are limited to like a 15% capacity. Uh, bars and restaurants are closed, but they can do like takeout. Hmm. Um, massage is closed because it's in with like, I, f- I think they call it like a, a self care or wellness service or something that's like personal service. Um, maybe, yeah, personal service with like nails and hair and yeah, yeah. spas. Mm-hmm. So it's in that category. Um, so the associations here are finally starting to rally and come together and be like, oh, let's get regulated. So, who knows? Yeah. maybe that'll happen. Like I was
1: mentioning, somebody sent us a petition to sign and it's, honestly, I just, I opened it and I didn't have a chance to look through it. But now that we are speaking, I'll make sure to have a look at it tonight. Somebody sent me a petition saying, please sign. And it was, I think it was actually said, allow RMTs to work in Alberta. I wish I could find it. I will find it though. And take a look. It's so bizarre to me how in just different parts of the same country, like here, we are considered essential. We're regulated healthcare. We've been working that, I mean, since we've been allowed to go back in May.
2: Were you, so you were closed for a couple months in the spring?
1: Yeah. In the spring, I mean, everybody was shut down. And then in, so this, what happened here is that our, um, our prime minister, actually like, or not a, not the prime minister. Wow. I need to stop drinking. Our (laughs) premier, um, couldn't clearly define to people like when massage therapists were allowed to go back to work before estheticians, he couldn't really like explain why we were allowed to go back. And our association here in Ontario, I guess, rallied for us a little bit. Like, well, we're regulated healthcare. So when this lockdown happened, we were categorized correctly where we are considered essential along with physios and chiros and all the other people that were allowed to work back in the spring. Yeah, Yeah. thank God. I need a job. Although, like I said, if the kids don't get uh, taken back in January... Mommy becomes teacher.
2: Yeah. I really don't know how that's going to work.
0: I almost feel like everything has to stop if kids have to be at
1: home. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. It can't work. If kids have to be at home. What's going to happen is exactly what people were sort of prepping for because we didn't know if schools were going to reopen in September. And what's going to happen, unfortunately, the reality is moms. Moms are all going to have to give up their fucking jobs.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. That is... I'm
1: getting like the death glare from Mark. I'm
0: just just thinking.
2: Well, it's just,
1: it's not going to be always moms. Of course, there's going to be some dads doing it. But statistically still in most families, like I guess the traditional type of family that exists, it's still... um, the men who are earning more money. So when it comes down to it and a family has to decide who's going to stay home with the kids, it's going to be the person who is probably bringing in less income. And statistically, that's still the mothers. Mm-hmm. So it's so, going
2: to put a lot of pressure on the less income link.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's true for us. Yeah.
2: It's pretty crazy to watch. Like in some ways, I feel like I'm kind of watching tsunamis break, you know, these like social forces playing over us all. It's really, really a bizarre time.
1: It is very bizarre. And, you know, yeah. like when Mark said, or I I can't remember if it was him or you, but, you know, only paying attention to what affects you. You said that, <laughs> man, I really need to stop drinking. Jeez Louise. I've only had one <laughs> glass of wine, Rebecca. I don't know what's going on tonight. I'm losing my mind. But when you're only paying attention to what affects you, I'm I'm doing the same, but I'm doing it intentionally because I feel like mm-hmm. I could get so bogged down in all of this COVID stuff and all of the negativity and me
2: too. I, so hundred percent, I
1: got to stay away from it sometimes. Like yeah, I know what I my ha- mental health. Yes, I know what I have yeah. to know. So I know what the rules are. I know what the restrictions are. I know where I can and can't go. I know what I have to do to keep my practice open, and like that's it. That's all I want to know. I have no idea what's going on in the rest of the world. I see people posting stuff about New Zealand or China or Sweden. I'm like, I, I don't even want to look. I just, I can't, <laughs> I don't want to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I had the thought today and I'm like, hmm, I feel like the best thing that we all can possibly do to like keep the whole world sane is to just stay sane ourselves. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to read this article. I'm not going to, cause like, that's not going to make a difference anyways if, I freaked myself out with some piece of dramatic writing from another part of the world. I had a
1: zoom call the other night that really freaked me out. Um, Mm. yeah, it was my friend's birthday on Sunday and very last minute, one of our um, mutual friends arranged for five of us to have a glass of wine over zoom and just kind of hang out for a bit. And, um, One of the girls that was on the call, I haven't spoken to her in I don't even know how long, probably a year. Just one
0: question before you. Yes, sir. Is that fun to do? You know, it's funny. Are these things fun? You know, it's funny.
1: I get, if any of my friends are listening, I'm sorry, but I will be honest. I get annoyed when I get invited to these things. I never (laughs) want to do them, but I always end up having fun. Like, I always end up enjoying the conversation because when do I ever just like, Actually,
0: talking to the computer.
1: (laughs) Well, you do that every day, but no, I mean these are people. Like when we get together in a group like this, it's it doesn't happen anymore. And even pre-COVID, we all have families and we all have jobs, and like we don't do this. So these. COVID Zoom meetups have actually all turned out to be really fun, even though when I get the invite, I'm like, oh, fuck, guys. Come on. Really? This again? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> when you're
0: doing your Zoom, I know you, you had a story going here, but I have to know this. When you're doing those Zoom meetup things, what view do you have it on? Do you put it on speaker view? Like, so no. only the person talking shows, or do you, do you have the, the,
1: the screen I have the where grid. every, the yeah. grid? Because usually there's like, for okay. example, on it's Sunday, funny. there was just five of us. Okay. So it's I had funny. it on the grid so I could see everybody. And it's kind of fun to watch other people listening to other people.
2: It is, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Have you done any of these, Rebecca? Like, do you have like,
2: I have actually, I yeah. have a dance group and we've been struggling to stay you know interactive and like involved in projects like,
1: do you guys dance anything? on your shut zoom time, calls
2: not down. uh not so much anymore we uh, originally they were trying to do zoom dance classes and i was like no i can't i can't do this like you turn <laughs> away from the camera and then you're like trying to look over your shoulder and see what's going on and it's just not my thing so mm. i'll like do pre-recorded classes and work on choreo and then come together and like talk about it and like take videos and share it and so that's basically what we do. What kind of dance now.
1: do you do? Now I'm curious about dance.
2: Oh gosh, so it's um, it's like a very uh, unique um, off branching of tribal style belly dance from the states.
1: You have no idea, like your description right now. You have no idea what I'm picturing, and it's amazing. Oh. <laughs>
2: Sorry, so keep It's going. called <laughs> Improvisational Team Sync and it's actually started by this incredible dancer from, I can't remember where she's from originally, but she's in California and she developed this whole system. There's like four levels to it now um, with a whole rubric for level one, level two, level three, level four with rules. And when you learn all of the moves and it's all based on like an eight count
1: Oh, cool. Kind of, Mark. Remember this to, so you can YouTube it.
2: Yeah, ITS improvisational team sync. Cool. Um, so once you go through it and you learn everything, you can go anywhere and dance with other ITS dancers and um, dance improv. And it looks choreographed because everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows the moves. Everybody knows the count and the beat and the cues. And so then you come together and dance and it really works. It's quite amazing.
1: I feel like I want to do this now. This is like my dream, just being somewhere (laughs) and suddenly people start dancing and I'm like, I can join in.
2: You just fall in (laughs) and it works. Yeah. I love that. It's pretty cool. That is it takes really a bit cool. of uh, time investment to learn everything, uh, but it's really fun.
1: Well, and dancing is such a fun way to work out. Like I was having a conversation with um, my massage therapist today. I went for a treatment this morning and she was like, well, have you been stretching enough? Have you been working Just... out enough? And you know, she's asking me all these questions. And I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't do any exercise right now. So the answer is no to all. I am not taking care of myself. So do what you can with these (laughs) muscles, you know, fix what you can fix. No, I'm not. I'm not doing any of it. Um, Yeah, I hear you. But yes, no, I've been going for regular therapy because I was in a car accident at the end of October. So, you know, she's she's working on me and she's like, it was really funny. She said, you know, because she knows I'm a therapist. She said, you know, those times where you have a client where you wish you just had so much more time. Because they're such a mess, I'm like, "What are you trying to say?" She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're that client." I'm like, Fuck. I'm "Like, I thought I was getting better, lady. Thanks." <laughs> yeah, I was telling you about my devastating Zoom call, Mark. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm on right, the Zoom right, call, and we're all happy and having fun. And then uh, one of the women on the call, uh, I think I want to say she works for Canada Post. I could be wrong. I don't think she'll listen to this, so it's okay if I'm wrong. But I think it's Canada Post. And she said um that almost every week for like the last few weeks, there's another person, like one of her co-workers who has tested positive for COVID. And one of her coworkers is actually like on a ventilator. Mm. And like hearing oh, that, yikes. like knowing some like the, I haven't I haven't had a connection that close of somebody who has tested positive and is very, very sick. I've known people who have tested positive and are either asymptomatic or have one symptom and, you know, they're completely fine. So like the minute she said that, it was almost like my entire, like everything just sunk. I was like, oh, because, real. you know, yeah, there's yeah. one person between us. So you know somebody who yeah. is right now in the ICU on a ventilator, not doing well. And I was like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. Can we, you know... Let's play. I was like, let's play with the filters on Zoom. Let's see what we can do. Like, I just had to. Right. It's just awful, awful, awful. Yeah.
2: See how depressing that is.
1: Mm -hmm. See why I don't watch the news? I can't handle it. Mm.
2: Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of us on this earth, so if we tune into all the bad news and the traumatic stories happening, it's 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 too much for one person. It it really is. I'm I'm I think we're in a fairly new age. I'm not sure we're used to this yet. You know, as a species, so like taking in that amount of information is fairly overwhelming. So I uh, intentionally block it out.
1: I hear you. Yeah. And it's all crazy. So somebody, as I said, somebody posted about um, some article about, you know, like, Oh, New Zealand is COVID free and the, uh, the restrictions have been lifted. Just reading the comments will make your fucking hair fall out. Like one person, one person who's from New Zealand is like, uh, our restrictions have not been lifted. We still have to wear masks. Another person who's from New Zealand is like, Yeah, you know, um, here in so and so, we forget that COVID still exists in another part of the world. And then somebody else is like, This article's from June. And somebody else is like, They had a really bad second. W-. Like, all of the comments are contradicting other comments i'm like what is even true like so i can't, I can't read it i can't look yeah. at it like what yeah. is even true you've got multiple people claiming to be from new zealand one person saying yes this is absolutely true another person is saying this is bullshit another person saying yeah this was in june this is not where we are now i'm like i can't i just I clo- are you, are you shut like it down a fan
2: of star trek because i like i like sci-fi so sometimes i feel like we are having an like convergence of Of like, you know, a whole bunch of different planets. Because I'm like, okay, this story and this story are not lining up. So, like, what's going on? So, I I feel you on that. I kind of say half-joking. Are you a Star Trek fan? But it kind of feels that way these days.
1: (laughs) I will tell you, I've only ever watched, what, two of the original Star Trek episodes? I did agree to watch like when the like newer movie came out. So we watched the movie together and I really enjoyed it. So then he's like, great, we're going to watch the original Star Trek episodes. And I watched one and I was kind of blown away how I got so into this story because the story was actually very interesting. I got so right, into it, it that I was like, this is the cheesiest, most ridiculous, like the acting, the props, the set, like it was all ridiculous. But the story was so interesting. Yeah, I was like, the
0: charmless, Trek. Yeah,
1: like I couldn't I, I couldn't peel away from it. So I was like, okay, I I can see how people get really into this. Although it was super cheesy. <laughs> it's not cheesy.
0: Nothing's cheesy about it. Nothing's cheesy about Spock and Kirk. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay. <Absolutely> nothing. nothing.
1: <laughs> Mark actually really? references Star Trek quite often not when we talk joking. about Be ethics. Serious. Yeah, it's a great show. I believe you. Yeah, I agree. But I've only watched one episode because you thought that I wasn't into it. I really was. I'm telling you the truth, Rebecca. I was really into it. He thought that I wasn't enjoying it, so he turned it off.
2: Oh, did you secretly go back and sneak an episode?
1: I didn't, but maybe I should. But honestly, <laughs> the only time I watch TV like, is when it's when Mark's home like we only watch TV together I don't think I ever watch anything by myself
2: I would also recommend Battlestar Galactica but the new one I have to admit I I love the new one it's so have good have you watched that? no no it's so good oh my gosh I guess you've been bit too busy teaching yeah, yeah. And, then, and then
0: we have two little kids two little girls man all I watch is fucking Full House <laughs> it's driving me fucking insane
2: yeah, my youngest so my youngest annoyed. is
0: running around calling everyone Joey Gladstone I'm like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to the office. <laughs> it's um, true. Okay. They've
1: recently gotten really into Full okay, House. Okay. And I'm an 80s eight- baby. Right
2: I think it's
1: funny. It, I like it. <laughs> well, I'm an 80s baby. So, I mean, I grew up watching Full House. So, I appreciate it. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. I have a couple questions. I've been doing this kind of thing at the end when we just like rhyming off, there's a standard questions that we're going to ask and then there's something very specific that we've got for you based on the conversation that we have. So the first of the standard questions is what is your favorite thing to do on the table as the therapist? What is your favorite thing to do? I
2: really love to work on people clothed and get really specific with their shoulders. I love doing that doing some like, okay, forgive me if I like screw up my technical language here, but some like reciprocal inhibition and some pin and stretch and some muscle energy, trying to, you know, assess and get in and figure out like what's pulling, what's tight, what's inhibited. That's probably my favorite thing. So when some, someone comes to me with like a specific injury or issue and I get to, uh, particularly in the shoulder area. Nice. Yeah. But I got to work on a, I think I even texted Mark about it. I was so excited. Um, uh, uh, popliteus. I was like, he uh, he had a whole bunch of trigger points in it. And he'd been to a physio and a Cairo And then finally the Cairo was like, you know what? I think you're, um, or is it popliteus? Is, uh, you know, it's a little bit messed up here. So then he sent the client to me and I got to work on it. And uh, we made really great progress at that. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. I uh, I got to practice a popliteal reset on on a client. Nice. You don't get that stuff every day. Right. So yeah, yeah,
1: it sure. is exciting when you get somebody come in with something like so random and you're like, let me just try something and then it actually works.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I do do a disclaimer. I'm like, okay, so I've read about this. I haven't done it yet with new things. And they're like, usually, sure, why not? And then when it works, I'm like, yes.
1: Oh, trust me. The first person I ever had come in many, many years ago with uh, DeQuervin's tenosynovitis, I was like, all right, textbook, <laughs> let's see what we can do. And <laughs> I, I was like amazed after, I think it was, I think I treated him like three times a week for two or three weeks. But The progress, every time I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, it's working. It was amazing. All right, Mark, next standard question. Of
0: all of the educators or mentors you've had, who's made the biggest impact on you?
2: Like all of them or just let's keep it to massage therapy? (laughs) Or
0: any anything, anything, any any educator mentor that you've had. Who's made the biggest impact on you, and w- w- what have they done for you?
2: Oh my goodness, I'm an eternal student. I've had some incredible teachers. um my gosh, I think I will keep it massage therapy because I got to shadow a physio who was just awesome when I was in my second year. um Edward Middleton, I think he's working out by Vancouver now, but he was just great, like such a great sense of humor and like. His his knowledge of joints and their motion was just like fluent. Like he'd just go into people's bodies and do like joint mobs and movements, and then come out feeling better. And I'd get work done on myself by him, and come out feeling better. And I got to work on some really cool things like joint replacements and contusions, like actual injuries. And that was probably I think that was probably what spurred me on to start actually thinking about. you know, finishing the process. Because my plan to move to BC, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things I talk about.
1: <laughs> Are we going to talk to you in a couple of years and be like, what do you do, Rebecca? I'm just hanging out in Calgary. Well,
2: <laughs> It's entirely possible. Well, it it
0: brings us to our next question then, which is our standard job interview question, which yes. is where do you see yourself in five years?
2: Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Um... Well, I have a lot of work ahead of me because I would like to um, put a lot more time and energy and effort into my artwork as well. Was a big reason of why I went towards massages because I figured I could work a lot less hours and still be able to like pay the bills and and uh, get some art made. So I see myself with at the very least having a decent website with a nice portfolio and like a bio and maybe like a place where people can buy some prints, like just a really nice basic website. And it would be pretty fantastic to have a public art project under my belt. And, um, yeah, to continue. I think I'll still be a therapist in five years. I feel, um, I feel like I'm I'm going to be continuing my education. I actually just signed up for a cranial sacral level one course on Galliano Island in February. You really are make it. the
1: forever student. You I know, am you know where terrible. I see you in five the years. Wonderful uh, if you, well, yes, maybe, maybe still learning. <laughs> but you know, if you never end up making it to BC I see you doing something like really cool like you know working part-time as an RMT like at a resort at like Lake Louise or something but also selling your artwork there to the very rich people that are coming and visiting yeah that's totally what you're gonna do you're gonna have like you're like you know, be in some kind of like farmer's market or something with your art and yes, also working this. on the resort, treating people and then, you know, exploring the wilderness and enjoying the scenery in your spare time. I feel there. like you know me. I just made yeah, your five year plan. There you go. All
0: right, you. So then that takes you, <laughs> brings you to the next question then is you win the lottery tomorrow. What happens to the five year plan?
2: Hmm. Well, I feel like some of it would be accelerated because I would be like course load, bring it on. Because I oftentimes like budget and I'm like, oh, I can't afford that one yet, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, I feel it would be accelerated and I'd buy some more art equipment because buying equipment is almost as much fun as making art uh so that and then it how much i won yeah yeah if i won like a whole ton i would feel very responsible to start doing some serious humanitarian work so hopefully it would be like a small enough amount that like <laughs> you, <laughs> well, you, could stay you don't
0: have to guilty. share you stay selfish and not feel guilty i like it i like the way you think i, I like the way you think <laughs> No,
1: you know what though I'm, I'm totally on that page there's i i remember Having this conversation with my mom one time where I was like, this was years ago, probably 10 years ago. And I said, how much realistically, if you wanted to retire today, how much money would you need? And I don't remember the number she gave me. Let's say she said $5 million. Like, I don't remember what she said. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, hey, if I win the lottery, I just need enough to be able to give my mom five mil to give <laughs> like, you know, I'll need this much for this, this much for this. And I was like, and then, you know, I'd want to have at least this much to go to charities because otherwise I'm an asshole. Like, right. <laughs> I
2: literally That's made nice, this nice. plan
1: of how I would divide up the money if I won the lottery.
2: <laughs> this is actually something I've thought about a lot because driving a train for eight to 12 hours a day you have a lot of time on your hands so I would play these mind games with myself and this is one of my topics so I've thought of, th- I've thought about nice. this already
0: <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving me the perfect segues into my next question this is my last question and the last question we always have it just very specific to the guest based on some of the things that you've said throughout the podcast so my question to you is if you had to go back into driving buses and trains but you can pick any city in the world, which would it be? Oh,
2: that's a good question. Honestly, it would be Calgary, hands down, because I know everybody, they have the highest transit wage in all of Canada. Maybe even in all of North America, I'm not even sure, but like operators get paid well here. Yeah, I feel like if they would give me my badge number back, I would go back for a couple years and stash away a little more money. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It wouldn't happen. But yeah, I, I, I'd have to say it would be in Calgary.
1: Plus, it would stick with your your whole persona. I talk about things, but then I just stay where I
2: am. <laughs> <laughs> right? I've been here for 17 years. <laughs>
1: I feel like you and I were destined to be friends. We just talk about things, (laughs) we stay right where we are.
2: (laughs) <laughs> big ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, big ideas. Big dreams. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to get from Rebecca before we let her go back to her life in Calgary?
0: No, oh, I think this was good. Uh, this was a good conversation. I, I had fun. This was a good, uh, good night here.
2: I had fun, too. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great to chat with you both. It's been a really fun evening. Thank you.
0: Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. purse.